Welcome to the shit show of my 20s. My name's Sophia. I'm a 20-year-old loan officer from California. I started this podcast back in April 2020. Got furloughed from my job for about three months. And during those three months, I was very honest with myself. I was like, we can either start emotionally eating. We can start suppressing these feelings of not feeling worthy because you've lost this thing that you attach so much of your identity to. Or we could start that podcast that you've always been wanting to start. So I decided to go with that second option and I'm so glad I did. I've interviewed over 130 people since then. It's been incredible. I've got to interview music artists and seven-figure entrepreneurs and just all these incredible people with different stories and different ways of how they got to where they are and just hearing about their journey, hearing about their shit show moments because we all have shit show moments and just learning how to navigate them better and learning how to learn from them and take them and create something magical out of them. And I'm so glad that I get to interview all these incredible people and I am such a big believer that you can radically change your life in a year. You can just radically change your circumstances, where you're at. And I remember being 19 and just trying to get a job and applying to like, I was applying to Ross and like a smoothie bar and like all these places wouldn't take me. And I was like so offended. I was like, why is no one taking me? And then I finally passed my NMLS test and then I got a job with a major mortgage company. And I was like, oh, that's why they didn't take me because I was meant to go down and get this job instead of that job. And I went from being 19 with zero dollars in my bank account and just being so stressed about money and so stressed about like is it gonna come into my life do I what am I gonna do about this to being 20 year old with over 60 grand in savings and I think one of the big changes that I made between those two was even when I had zero in the savings account I still believed that I was abundant I still believed that money was gonna flow into my life I still believed in something that I couldn't see at the time because I knew it was just a matter of time before it was gonna come so I'm such a huge believer and you can radically change your scenario you can step into that next version of you and that next version of you that higher self version of you she's not that far away as you think i think she's just there's just garbage in the way and it's just undercovering that garbage that's in the way of you getting to her and just stepping into that and the next version of you with the next level of results it's something i'm super passionate about and i hope from this podcast that you get to hear these stories and relate with these people and just relate with like not necessarily like just reconnecting to that path of what you want to do and reconnecting to that higher version of you and what you wanted to be when you were younger and what lights you up and what brings you joy so i'm so excited for you guys to hear these episodes would love to connect with you on instagram my instagram's the shit show my 20s dm me and love to have a conversation and feel free to share this with someone you know will love it and you can also leave a review on itunes i would love that Today's guest is Krista. I love chatting with her. Krista worked as a designer and brand builder for 14 years. In 2014, she moved to Malaysia to work for the famous transformational educational company, Mind Valley, and has since supported some of the biggest names in personal development, such as Deepak Chopra, The Ship Network, The Authors of Stealing Fire, and more, all while building her own health food company, Wild Remedies. After spending a large part of her life battling chronic illness, inflammation, and self-sabotaging behaviors, she incorporated the conscious use of mindfulness, intuition, and introspection to help uncover the answers that were always within herself. Harnessing these energies all through difficult has guided her through this amazing journey. 
of thousands of hours of research, spiritual and self-exploration that has reconnected with her creative and magic nature. We go into so many incredible things in this interview from what inspired her to start Wild Remedies, her journey in starting this company, and the companies that she started before Wild Remedies as well. We go into how she navigated through her breakup and so much more as well as like when the universe sends us signs that is really time to pay attention. We go into so many good things in this interview and can't wait for you guys to listen. So thank you so much, Krista, for joining me today. I'm really looking forward to getting to know you. I'd love to start. So tell me about your 20s. Feel free to include any shit show moments you resonate with. Let's start there. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. So, so excited to be here this morning. And I mean, my 20s were a definite shit show. Like that, that is, that is kind of how I would sum them up. So yeah, lots of stories <laughs> to go over in my 20s. But I guess we can kind of start with my health. So I have struggled with my health my, my whole life. It's much, much better than it used to be. But things kind of, I, I kind of hit my low in, in my 20s. And, you know, this started with throat infections and just, you know, random surgeries and things that I needed as I was growing up. And in my 20s, I kind of got to the point where my depression was getting really bad. My anxiety was out of control. You know, I gained a lot of weight. And just getting out of bed every morning was incredibly difficult, incredibly difficult. I remember having to have like four hour naps in the middle of the afternoon every day. Like it was just very, very difficult to, to deal with life and to kind of manage that I self-medicated a lot. So I partied hard and it would create the cycle of, you know, just continuing to to hurt myself, right? Adding all of those inflammatory substances into my body every single weekend and going hard and staying up and all of the things just made things much, much worse for me. And at that point in my life, I just kind of thought, well, I'm just going to be sick forever. Like this is just the lot that I've been given in life. And I've seen all the doctors and all they do is just, you know, they would just put me on antidepressants and tell me I had fibromyalgia and, oh, we don't know what's wrong with you. And, oh, let's cut this other organ out of your body. I'm like, how many do I need to lose exactly? And yeah, I just, I felt like a victim. I really did. And I at that point in my life, this was in my early 20s, I just, I I didn't understand how the world really worked at that point. And I worked hard, though, like, uh, with all of that happening, I became an entrepreneur at a fairly young age. And I founded a ad agency in the town that I'm from. And it was great, awesome learning experience. But of course, there was a lot of learning and a lot of ups and downs. And (laughs) I remember at one particular moment, I actually got a lawsuit from one of my clients. She was a very unbalanced individual and it just kind of came out of nowhere. And I think back now to how I, how I dealt with that situation. Right. Mm -hmm. And it was very much like on the bathroom floor, sobbing, drinking, going out, partying, try to forget that it's a thing. Right. And Mm -hmm you know, now as an entrepreneur owning two businesses and I mean, stuff happens all the time. Right. And now it's just like, Oh, it just rolls off my back. Like it's not even a thing. (laughs) (laughs) 
but yeah, I think back to how I used to deal with things back then. And I was like, oh, wow, that's like, that's a lot. That is a lot. But it was around this time that I really hit rock bottom. So with my health and then with all of these things happening to me out of my control, I just felt very victim-y. And I always attribute this one day being hungover on the couch, watching Netflix to being like a pivotal moment in my life. And I have always been a voracious learner and I loved, you know, watching documentaries and stuff. And I watched, I don't know, I think it was like Food Matters or Hungry for Change or one of those like food documentaries that really change your paradigm in regards to how the food industry actually works. And that was like a big, holy shit moment for me. I was like, Oh, wow. So like there's companies that are like purposely making us sick or like keeping us and there's an industry that's purposely keeping us sick. That's not cool. That's really not cool. And I think also around the same time I watched The Secret and I was like, okay, this is also interesting. Right. And that just led me on this whole path of self-discovery. I feel like my first dabblings in learning about the law of attraction um, were kind of more on the the science-based side. So I read a lot about quantum physics. Amit Goswami is a really amazing author and delves like deep into the science aspect of that, the science of the soul. And I also, you know, just started putting real food in my body for the first time. Mm-hmm in a really long time. And the changes were, were, were drastic. They were really, really drastic. And I was like, okay, so I'm on to something here. This is great. Um, and it opened up a whole new world for me. The, the, I tested out the law of attraction. I love telling the story because it's just, I feel like when you first learn about how the universe works and you test it out the first time, you get like a really big confirmation. And so in my case, I was feeling better at the time and just, you know, doing my thing at work. And I had pitched a company for a really big project at the time. It was like, you know, it was a big deal. It was like $20,000. And I was like, oh my God, this would be amazing. And I didn't get it. And I was really bummed, but I thought, you know what? I wonder if I can change this circumstance. And you know, for about two weeks, I just every single day, I just visualized and I imagined the client coming back to me, calling me up saying, you know, we decided not to go with the other guys, we made a mistake, and we'd like to hire you instead. And so I just kept this in my mind. And I repeated it every day. And and in about two weeks, I got a phone call, literally verbatim. Hey, Krista, it didn't work out with the other guys. We'd like to hire you. Can you come tomorrow? And I was like, what is happening right now? Like what just happened? And I remember just having so much gratitude and just, you know, having this feeling of like power. Wow. Maybe I do have control over my circumstances. I can't believe this just happened. Like it was just such an incredible experience. And to me, it was something that just couldn't be, you know, it was, it was too much of a coincidence, right? Like it was just, yeah, it, it was very, very cool. So after that experience happened, it just, it got me so excited into like all of the things metaphysical, right? So, you know, I got my Reiki training and I was trying all of these different healing modalities and really getting into like all the witchy stuff and having so much fun with that because it is very like playful and and creative and me being a creative, I'm a designer. 
and uh, and an entrepreneur. That's also a very creative thing. I just I, I loved it, and it was so much fun. And I guess at that point, I really started to feel like I could level up. I looked at my life and what I was doing, and I was like, "Is this really what I want to be doing?" You know, like I love having my own business, but it's not. It wasn't fulfilling. I wanted to do something for the greater good in a sense. And so I had like, I kind of considered, I was like, well, I want to make a change. I want to move, maybe I'll move to the other side of the country and create an ad agency that's nonprofit and be able to amplify the voices of, you know, different organizations and things that I feel passionately about. And I looked into the logistics and that was, that was a little bit tough. And then I was kind of inspired one day and I thought, well, you know, what are some of the cool like meditation apps and stuff that, that, that I really like to use you know, it was kind of at the point where Silicon Valley was kind of coming up and becoming more of a thing and getting more attention. And I thought, well, you know, maybe working for an app company or something for a little bit, like that might be kind of cool. And so at the time I was using this app called Ombana from a company called Mind Valley. And I looked them up online and I was like, this company is really rad. Like what, what is this place? Like, their website was just full of these amazing images of all of these young people who, you know, worked at this really cool office in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. And it was like so exotic and all of these things. And I thought, well, shit, I'm going to apply for that. Let's see what happens. So long story short, I applied, I got the job. And in about three months, I sold absolutely everything that I owned. And I got on a plane and I flew to Malaysia. I didn't even know where it was. I was like, I think it's like somewhere by Thailand. I don't know. I'm just going to go. We'll see what happens. And yeah, I really feel that I wouldn't have been able to make that big jump without, you know, getting a handle on my health and just having that trust in the universe. And it just felt like such an exciting adventure, even though it was like, a big scary thing to do. It was it was amazing. And so I spent my later years uh, of my 20s working at Mind Valley in Kuala Lumpur. I was in Malaysia for about two and a half years. And then I decided to start um, design consulting again and lived kind of like the nomad lap- laptop lifestyle for another few years. And then eventually came back to Canada a few years later in, in my 30s. But yeah, that kind of takes us through the whole gamut. <laughs> wow. So there's so many places I wanted to go already, but I'm kind of curious if you were to go back to Krista, she was self-medicating. She was having that bathroom floor moment. She's kind of just like stuck in that. Like, what would you want to say to her? I guess that you're just not helpless, you know, like pick yourself up off the damn floor <laughs> and go drink a green juice. <laughs> But I mean, at that point, I would have been like, ew, green juice, you know, it wasn't even something that I was into. But yeah, like, don't be such a victim. Don't be such a victim. I'm curious, because like, when you're in that victim place, like, it's really hard to see out of it. Like, you only see Mm -hmm. that. It's kind of like this wall around you. Like, how were you able to start to like, break down that wall of like, I have control over all this, like, this doesn't have to be my life. Yeah, you know, it's really tough because, you know, I, I've experienced some dark night of the soul periods. Um, even in my my 30s, a few years ago, I went through a really difficult breakup. It was quite traumatic. And I felt myself kind of falling into this victim mindset again, even though I knew, you know, I, I knew better, 
right? But it's it's hard when there's a lot of emotion and it feels overwhelming and there's stuff happening that is out of your control. And now I know to just trust the process, right? And I understand that there are gifts in the uncomfortable periods of life, right? So we are kind of conditioned to always want to be comfortable, right? Like we don't, we, we don't want to feel bad. We take a pill to fix things. We feel like everything should just be handled for us, but there's a lot of medicine in the dark, right? So life is about duality. And if you don't, if you don't experience the dark, you can't experience the light. You need to have those, those highs and lows in life. And so it's just important. And I mean, when you're in your twenties, you don't always necessarily have the life experience, right. Um, Or the mentorship, the guidance for people to teach you those things. That was definitely my case. I didn't have anyone to really model these types of concepts for me. It was just something that I had to learn, (laughs) fumble and learn along the way. And, you know, eventually realize that all of that was within myself. I did, you know, a lot of reading and a ton of personal development and stuff, but you do get to a point where you can come to an understanding that you have everything within yourself and you can have trust in yourself and and the universe. And when you were like visualizing that client coming back, did you have anything kind of come up with for you around like, this is crazy. Like, what am I doing? Or like, that's not possible. Like what was kind of like running through your head while you were doing that? Oh, totally. I mean, at first I thought it was totally, it was silly. Right. But I thought, what do I have to lose? Right. Well, let's test it out. And I had read enough books at that point to be like, okay, like, I feel like there's something here. So let's, let's just see what happens. There's nothing wrong with just repeating something over and over in my head to, to see what happens. And, you know, like, I really do believe that if you, if you have a little bit of trust in the beginning, you will be rewarded with something that is really undeniable, that gives you the proof that this is, this is legit. This is how it works. And then you can kind of take off from there. Mm -hmm. Have you ever had an experience like that? With visualization? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I have. I've had a lot of experiences with that. But yeah, at first I thought it was crazy too. I was like, what am I doing? (laughs) And then it happens and you're like, wait, this actually like, isn't like that crazy as I thought it was. No, I mean, I, I, I love the whole concept because as I was growing up and I feel this is kind of common for a lot of women, right? Like we really gravitate towards you know, the mystical and, you know, a lot of us are into astrology and this, you know, kind of has to do with like why we care about so much about relationships, but women to me, I feel are already, you know, witchy. Yeah. I, I love that word, right? Like I, I identify as a green witch. I have a functional tea company and I love playing with herbs and plants and I love nature so much. And it gives me so much energy and you know, this, the, this term, which has kind of had a bad rap because yeah. of the many, many years of patriarchy, but it's really just ma- magic really is just the law of attraction. That's all it is. Right. And so when you, you can get creative with it, when you do a ritual or a spell or something to that effect, it's just, 
it's just a law of attraction, but you're infusing a little bit more energy into it because you have that intention. You're going to collect, you know, the certain color candle or like the crystal or whatever it is to really infuse intention into that, that wish or that thing that you are working on bringing into, to your life. And it's, it's powerful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'd love to know what type of spells do you do? Well, I don't do them very often, um, but there is something that I do do um, fairly consistently or consistently. So I have, I have a money candle (laughs) called a money candle, and it is this green candle that I purchased during my travels years ago. And I've had it a really, really long time. And I initially infused it with this spell and Whenever I'm just like, oh, you know, I need a little boost or with my startup company, you know, we we always want to make sure that, you know, we have sales and stuff coming through. And if I feel like we need a little bit of a boost, I just incorporate that into my meditation. I light the candle, you know, I say a few words and I always feel so much better afterwards because results happen. (laughs) So if I just remember to do this on a consistent basis, I feel, I I feel more secure because I know, I know help is on the way. Where'd you get the money candle from? (laughs) So this was during my dark night of the soul that I mentioned after we went through this really rough breakup, I ran off to Europe Mm -hmm. for a few months, but my body was completely falling apart. I was just under so much stress and I, I was a mess. And I decided to come back to North America. And I had a business partner at the time who was living in Salt Lake City. And he was like, just, just come here. Just come hang out here for a while. We'll just work on the business. And I was like, okay, cool. So I got in my car and I drove to Salt Lake City. And I ended up having this really rough six months where I was healing heartbreak. And you know, usually I'm a very adventurous person and I want to go out, do all the things and travel. And I ended up getting an apartment downtown Salt Lake city. And I found myself very, very isolated. And this was kind of, it wasn't by design, but it was by design from, from the universe. I knew this was happening. Actually. I have a psychic that I have worked with for about five years And she's been right about absolutely everything in in my life. And she had mentioned that this period would, there would be a lot of alone time. I didn't realize how alone and when you are really isolated, especially during um, a tumultuous time in your life, it can be extremely challenging. So I did a lot of deep work at that point, but it was very difficult. And I, to, to kind of make myself feel better because there was actually vast periods of time where I would go without really even speaking to another human being. Like it was, it was very, very dark. I would just walk around the city and Salt Lake city had such cute little stores. There was this beautiful herb store that I loved going to. And I would go and I would pick, you know, all these cool different herbs and stuff for spells. And I was looking for a candle because I was very uncomfortable at the time and I was looking for ways to make myself feel better. And I was like, well, you know, let's, let's turn to witchcraft and spirituality. And I found that candle. It was just a regular candle and it it was at this cool shop. It was full. I think it was just candles. Like there was so many candles, but it, it had such a cool vibe. I was just looking for a green candle. There wasn't really anything special about it, but you make it special with the intentions that you, that you infuse into it. Mm. And what's something that really helped you through that breakup? Oh, well, 
Hmm. I'm trying to think there was a lot of things that I did. Yeah. Cause breakups are so hard. <laughs> they're I know. so hard. <laughs> they are. They're, they're awful. And you know, sometimes these things affect us in a much more, I guess, potent way, just due to circumstances, right? You know, this, this individual that I was seeing at the time, we're only together for like a year and a half. It really wasn't that long, but just due to, you know, me kind of always being single and experiencing something that I thought was really great, even though it was for a short period of time, it was sort of the first time I experienced that. So it's just, it it was really, really, it was hard on me. And I think a lot of times we feel, I mean, I, I was hard on myself at the time because I was like, okay, you know better. Like you weren't with this guy for very long. Like, what is your problem? Why are you reacting like this? And it was really, there was nothing I could do about it. It was my body had felt incredibly betrayed and my soul and you just, you can't rush the healing. It's that the timeline is going to be different for, for everyone. For some people, they might get over it in three months. For other people, it could be three years. It took me about a year and a half to heal. And, it, you know, it, it caused a lot of issues in, in my body. And the only thing that really kind of kept me sane through the whole process was just learning how to get comfortable with being uncomfortable, right? And just understanding that this isn't going to last forever. (laughs) I was really scared that it would a few times, Mm -hmm. but just finding joy as much as I could in the little things, like what makes me feel good, right? When I go into nature, that makes me feel good. How, you know, what it, it was really just about doing things that bring me joy. And then after I went through that period of isolation, I was just so, I had such a realization that community is incredibly important. I didn't realize it so much up until that point, but I was like, okay, like humans need people for a reason. We are tribal, right? We, we need community. That is, that is something that we need for our health. We need that for our health. And Moving back to Canada, I was still lacking it a little bit. I moved to a city where I knew a lot of people, but it's just, it's notorious for being difficult to connect in, in that city. And then the universe gave me a very, very big shove into another direction to move back closer to where I grew up, not the same town, but I managed to start, I, I met some really amazing people and have some great girlfriends here now. And that has been that's been, that's been huge for me. That definitely helps give me life for sure. Yeah. yeah. I'm kind of curious. Cause you, you said like, it gave you a shove. Do you uh, feel like you, you pay attention to like the small things or do you feel like sometimes you need like that shove <laughs> to kind of, well, well, this was the, this was brutal. This was really brutal. Okay. So after all of the tumultuous stuff with the breakup, it had done a number on, on my body and I was experiencing or experiencing a lot of depression at the time. And I didn't understand that it still had something to do with my nutrition. I had done a lot of work on, you know, eating healthy and all of the things and, you know, healing in lots of different uh, modalities, but I didn't realize that there was an underlying food intolerance that was creating all of this. I learned this a little bit later, not, not much later, but at the time I was, I was still suffering quite a bit, but I loved where I lived. I love being in Vancouver. 
And I thought, well, you know what? It's time for me to like buy some property. I just thought, I was like, you know what? I'm just, I'm, I'm totally miserable, but I'm just going to buy some property right now. I don't know what the hell I was thinking. <laughs> so I don't know if you know anything about Vancouver, but it's like, it is obscenely expensive to live there. Mm. And I was about to, you know, essentially chain myself to the city by buying a condo in Vancouver. And at the time I was like, yeah, this is the thing I'm doing. I was feeling a little bit lost at the time, to be honest. Mm. My original tea product that I had wasn't, you know, taking off the way that I thought. And I was like, well, I I don't know, I guess this is the thing that I'm going to do. So during this like period of a month or so of me getting pre-approved for a mortgage and, you know, deciding that you know, I was working with a realtor and I was looking at stuff. All of a sudden I was driving down the road and I have this app on my phone that tells you your, your credit score. Mm-hmm. And I saw, I got a no- notification and it was something about my credit. And I was like, what the hell? And I, I looked at my phone and I saw that my credit score had just been like decimated. Wow. And I was like, what is happening right now? And I I was freaking out. I was panicking. I shouldn't have been looking at my phone while I was driving, but I did. Mm -hmm. And then I look up and there was a chain in the road. Some like semi had blown up in front of me, like their tire had blown up or whatever. And I ended up running over this chain and destroying my front tire (laughs) and pulling over on the side of the road. My car is all messed up and my credit's ruined. And I was like, what just happened? what the hell just happened? And I'm freaking out and I'm calling my dad. I'm like, dad, can you come pick me up? Like what's going on? Anyway, some really nice, cute firefighter came and uh, put a donut on my, on my front uh, tire. And I I managed to, to get that (laughs) situation handled, but it really made me reevaluate everything. I was like, okay, this, that this is freaking me out. Like, I don't think I can get a mortgage now. What the hell? And then I was getting these little nudges. Like I remember my mom saying like, Hey, you know, what, why, why didn't you think about moving to Kelowna? And at the time I was like, Ugh, no, like it's too close to my hometown. Like, I don't want to be there. Like, no, that's like giving up for me. But because all this crazy stuff happened, I ended up there briefly and spent a little bit of time exploring. And I was like, you know what, this is actually really great. I love this. And then the universe just kind of opened up for me. And a friend of mine, actually met her at a plant medicine ceremony a few years prior. We hadn't spent that much time together, but she had just purchased an absolutely stunning condo overlooking Okanagan Lake here. And I saw on Facebook that she was looking for a roommate and I was like, hi, do do you want, do you want to do this? And, you know, within a month I had packed up my shit again and moved to another town and, and, and spent some time living at that location. And it was, it was wonderful. And it started to help build community. And, you know, I think just even living with someone for a little bit was really healthy for me. Yeah. So I I didn't listen to the little nudges and then the universe was like, yo, no, this is no, we're just going to destroy your credit and do all the things I managed to fix everything in a short Mm -hmm. period of time. But yeah, I was like, what, what just happened? Yeah. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Wow. (laughs) It's funny because it has to make it pretty big. Like if it, if you're not paying attention, like it has to be pretty big. And it's like, oh, okay, I got it. <laughs> well, I mean, even with that breakup, right? Like I knew there was a lot of, you know, misalignment and I was unhappy, but I self-abandoned yeah. and I pushed things under the rug and I was like, nope, 
this is fine. This is fine. And then the universe was like, you know what, bitch, you didn't listen. Oh, this dude's going to walk out on you. Like literally he just snuck home while I was out of town, packed up all this stuff, ran off. And I never heard from him again. Wow. Yeah. So there was like nothing. There was like, nope, you don't get to dwell on this. You get no more communication. Like it's just out of your life. Mm. And at the time I was like, well, that's traumatizing. But now I'm like, that was definitely the best thing. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks universe. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. That's so hard to go. How did you not, did you take that personally? at first or oh my god <laughs> I was a mess like yeah. I like literally it just fucked me up for like a good year and a half like it was it was rough it was definitely rough yeah and like how how were you able did you have any like problems like trusting men again or like is another man gonna just walk on me like how do you kind of like so many trust issues yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah I was very upset and very bitter I feel like I had done a lot of work up until the point of meeting this, this last dude, when I lived in Malaysia, I actually lived with two guys and it was wonderful. I absolutely loved them. I called them my brothers and they really showed me that there are men out there that are kind and want to be in relationships. And so I felt like I was in a really good place with that when I did meet this dude. And then after what happened, you know, I did feel a little bit victim like, why does this always happen to me? Why am I always abandoned? I've had a lot of abandonment experiences, unfortunately, with men. But this last time was so traumatic and happened the way that it did, because I've had opportunities to learn to not self-abandon and to have boundaries. And I did not, I did not exercise those. I did not leave and stand up for myself when I knew I should have. And so I had to have the hard lesson. And now, you know, I've been single for a few years, dated like a little bit, but, but nothing, nothing really. And I'm at the point now where I love my life. I take care of myself just fine. And I know something good is coming in the way of a healthy relationship, but I've done a lot of work on myself and I've really learned what is important for me to experience in relationship and what I want to give in relationship. And I will never, ever compromise on finding somebody who aligns on all of my values. I think that's incredibly important because even if you're out of alignment on, on just, you know, one thing, if it's a big enough thing, you're just not going to get past it. And so, you know, communication is extremely important and I absolutely refuse to be in a relationship with um, an individual that is not willing to communicate and work on a relationship and be in conscious partnership. I will not be the one to toe the line. Um, in that area ever, ever again. I think a lot of women can, can relate to that. Unfortunately, we generally have to kick men or drag men kicking and screaming into, (laughs) you know, counseling or the work or or whatever, uh, which is unfortunate, but that's just the way it is. So I'm just waiting for the type of individual that has, that, that is ready for that. And, and that's that I'm happy to be single. Otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. That's the best place to be. Mm -hmm. It (laughs) Um, is really, I think statistically single women are like the happiest. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
I, I, I feel that I can do whatever the hell I want. It's great. Like it's, yeah, I'm, I'm not, not upset about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, how, how did like, how did wild remedies, how'd that come together for you? Like, what was the, the creation process like for that? Yeah, that's another long story. <laughs> But essentially, it, it was, again, like a very divine inspired thing. I had come home from Malaysia one summer and my old business partner from my ad agency days had messaged me and she was like, hey, I'm working with this guy and like doing marketing stuff. And he has this really cool product. He's looking for some design. Would you meet with him? So I did. And he told me about this really cool product that he was making. It was this chaga mushroom tea, this bottled tea that he was selling at festivals. And he started explaining all the health benefits to me. And I was like, this is weird. I've never, never heard of this stuff before. You know, I was like into all of like the weird health stuff at the time. I'm like, how have I never heard of this? These health benefits are remarkable. And so I just kind of put a pin in it and I was like, okay, well, that's interesting. And at the time I forgot to preface that I was I was thinking about doing some sort of product. I felt called to create something as a designer. I've created physical products and stuff for clients in the past. And I have a lot of marketing experience and all these things. And I was like, you know what? I want to make, I want to make my own thing. So it, it, this was in my mind. So yeah, I was introduced to this, you know, magic mushroom. And then a couple of days later, I was at a friend's house doing like psilocybin mushrooms that, that night. (laughs) And she was talking about this chaga mushroom and how, you know, it's been used for first nations medicine for a really long time. And I'm like, that's so weird. Like I just heard about this thing the other day that, that that's so funny that it's coming up again. So I was like, okay, interesting. And then another few days later, I went to this place called the center of the universe. So outside of my hometown, about an hour away up a mountain called dead man's Creek, <laughs> there is this area that is extremely auspicious. So the story is that back in the 70s, an apprentice monk from San Francisco came to this location, did a bunch of energetic tests and deemed it the center of the universe. And so people come from all over the world to do, you know, like spiritual retreats and things there. And I had learned about it before I, before I moved overseas, but I didn't get an opportunity to go check it out. So when I was home that summer, I was like, oh, I really want to go see this. And so my parents actually came with me, which is really funny, but we all went for a little family drive to the center of the universe. (laughs) And we were met by the gentleman that owns the property. He's like this, you know, cool old dude with long white beard. He kind of looks like Santa Claus. And uh, he's taken us on a little bit of a tour and, you know, walking around this tree a couple of times and, you know, grounding barefoot, doing some meditations. And then At one point he was showing us, you know, things that you can eat in the forest. And he looks at me and he's like, you ever heard of chaga? And I was like, okay, I got the message. Yeah, that's really weird. Three times in one week. And the last time was in the center of the universe. Got it. Gotcha. So that kind of got me started on the journey of just learning about medicinal mushrooms. And I ended up hand making my own product. I was living in Malaysia at the time still found the best quality chaga uh, extract that I sourced from Siberia. And I just mix it with some organic Ceylon cinnamon, put it in these tins, launched my product at the Bali Spirit Festival. <laughs> so I put like, I don't know, 300 tins of brown mushroom powder in my suitcase and went to Indonesia. Again, like 
so many mishaps, so many mishaps during those days, but yeah, narrowly evaded getting thrown into jail for that one, but managed to (laughs) manage to get through that process. And I was like, what was I thinking? Like, I didn't even think about the laws about selling things in Bali. Anyway, managed to get there, did my little launch and just played with that product for a couple of years, tried to get it into, you know, stores and stuff. I had no idea what I was doing at that point. Like, I didn't have a business plan. I didn't understand how retail worked. I didn't have any mentors, but I knew this was something that I had to do, right? Like the universe told me this is, this is the thing that I need to do. And I always felt very passionate about, about it. I I wanted to, you know, build a big company to have the energy um, within that company to do really amazing things in the world. So after kind of like struggling with that product for a few years, I was It was actually right after that crazy breakup that I went through and I was driving to Utah and on day two, I think it was, I had this burst of inspiration for this product line. And in my mind, it was like these, these kind of like rainbow colored drinks with like these really amazing, sophisticated flavors and like the idea for the packaging with beautiful illustrations and stuff. And I was so inspired. And that evening I had an Airbnb booked. It was a teepee on the side of the road somewhere in like Idaho. It was like a glamping teepee. (laughs) And I got there and I whipped out my laptop and I just like furiously designed, you know, just like prototype the the, the product line in, in one evening. And I was like, oh my God, I love this. I'm just in love with this. And it was, I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna make this happen, but it's it it will, it will someday. And because I'm a creative person, this was something that I was just really excited about. And I remember talking to my business partner at the time about it. He was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like we just, we, we got to deal with like the first product first. He's like, you're, you're, you're getting way ahead of yourself. So I just always held it in my mind that this was something that I wanted to do. And then when I moved back to Canada, a few months later, I was introduced to a consulting company that works with health food startups. And so I went to them with my my, my little tea product. And they're like, Oh, well, that's cute and everything. But like, do you have a product line? Like, do you at least have an idea for something? And I was like, well, I have an idea. And so I opened up my laptop and showed it to my mentor, Jeff at the time. And just absolutely amazing. He has had, I don't know, like 20 some years experience working. in I think he was like a manager at Whole Foods or something. And I, I showed him what I had and he grabbed my laptop and he pulled it towards himself and he sat there really quiet. And he's like, Hmm, I'm like, what, what's going on? And he's like, well, you know, you, you have a bit of a problem here. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, this would work. He's like, this is what you've done here is absolutely amazing. Whole foods would buy this in a second and you need to figure out how to make this. And I was like, what are you serious right now? And I was like, okay that's, that, that, that's exciting. He's like, well, you're going to have to do the work. You're going to have to find the money to produce it, like all of the things. So I accepted the challenge and moved, ended up moving to Kelowna, discovered that we had all of these really great in-person markets here at the time. So I took my, the remaining tea that I had left, I sold it in the markets and, you know, got the money I needed to do R and D. I worked with a food scientist here to create the flavors of what is called our magic latte line now. 
And then, yeah, that took about a year of doing R&D and building this like huge business plan. And then I had to go to the banks and get cash and I was slightly underfunded, but we did it anyway. We manufactured through COVID and it was, it was, well, it was a bit of a shit show. It could have been much worse, but we, we did it. And just in it's February now, but just in September, our, our first product run was finished. And now we have these beautiful magic lattes, the first three flavors. And we kind of, we, we debuted. I literally, these things were completed a two days before a trade show that I had signed up for. And I thought, oh, we're going to have lots of time, you know, to, to, to go to this trade show. Of course, there were many, 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 many delays. So we had this finished just in time. And the trade show is actually put on by the mentors that I had previously. And so they have all of these industry buyers there and stuff. And so I hadn't even like held these things in my hand yet. Like I, I just, I, everything was being manufactured in Vancouver. And I was just like, oh my God, I, I hope everything turned out okay. I don't know. I was just showing this to everybody for the first time. And we had such an amazing reception. People were just blown away. They loved the taste. They were just blown away by the packaging. We had, you know, one of the reps from BC food and beverage say, you know, you need to apply for the the, the best product of the year award. And I was like, what is happening right now? And then the very best thing, because I've always dreamed about having my products on the shelves of whole foods at the end of the day, one of the whole foods buyers came up and, you know, I did my whole sales pitch and she was like, oh my gosh, yeah, like these are really cool. Absolutely love them. Da, 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 da. And I was like, okay, great. Job done. Perfect. Everything is great. And she left. And about 15 minutes later, she came back with all of the Whole Foods buyers. There were three of them there. And she was mm-hmm. like, you guys have to see this product. And so I did my spiel again. They were super impressed and excited. And they actually ended up contacting us uh, about a week later. And we've been going through the process of getting, getting on their shelves. So and we, wow. we're not on there yet because it takes a while. Like uh, these are things that I'm learning. I've never been, you know, in the retail world, but yeah, well, we're going to be on there soon and it's a dream come true. And yeah, just, it's so exciting. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. That's so cool. And I'm curious, like, have you had like a point in like your whole entrepreneur journey, like, have you had a point where you're like, maybe I should just like do something else? Like maybe, Oh like, my God, like, a million times. <laughs> like, what helped you get through those points of like, maybe I should just close it. Like, just let it go. Like, <sighs> yeah, I <laughs> really, the, the key to entrepreneurship is persistence, right? If you give up, you're never going to get anywhere. And I just always had the conviction that this is what I was supposed to do in life. Also, I do have a psychic that I consult with, you know, every once in a while, maybe once a year or something like that. Well, a lot more when I'm going through a hard time, to be honest. And, you know, she just always assured me that this was in alignment and that good things were going to happen. And so even though there were times that were difficult and I, I felt like, you know, maybe I got this wrong. I just, I I always thought back to, you know, that moment at the center of the universe and her encouragement and, you know, especially all the encouragement that that I got from, from my mentors and just put one foot in front of the other and just kept on going. Mm. 
I have a final question for you. So mm-hmm. if you were to go back in time and talk to your 20 year old self, what would you want to tell her? I think I would say, I got you, boo. <laughs> As in like, you've, you've got you. Like you have everything you have inside of yourself to build the life of your dreams. You don't, you don't need anyone to do that for you. And to just focus on what inspires you and infuse beauty into everything that you do and it'll be okay thank you so much for doing this yeah thank you this was fun yeah awesome and where can we find you where can we stalk you yeah (laughs) well I mean you can learn more about the magic latte line at wildremediesshop.com we are also on instagram at wild underscore remedies and Hopefully you'll see us on a shelf sometime soon. Well, we're definitely working on the Canadian market soon, but we do ship to anywhere in the U.S. And we'd also love to offer you a discount code. That's something that you'd like to put in your show notes. Awesome. Yeah. So we're creating a lot of fun content right now. And we'd actually just love to hear from people who want to learn more about our products, what their values are different flavors too that might be of interest that we'd love to work on for people all of our products are supplement grade so it's important that they are very potent but we also really focus on flavor and having unique flavors so always looking for fun feedback there thank you guys so much for listening i love if you can leave me a review on itunes please feel free to share it with any friends you think the story would resonate with i hope you guys have a great rest of your day